Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello and welcome back to the Leeds 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 podcast. My name as ever is Joe Mewis and I'm joined again by Baron Cross. Good afternoon, Joe. Hello, Baron. How are you doing? I'm very well. I'm a bit unnerved. We've got some proper microphones and some actual kit. Some kit that we don't know what we're doing no. uh, with. So um, hopefully uh, you'll be hearing uh, this. Hopefully people do, do hear this because this is probably going to be the best sounding podcast we've ever done. I exactly. Mean, I think the last yeah. one we did was in a very tinny, echoey room. <laughs> we've done some dodgy ones, haven't we? Football oh, stadiums God, yeah. and all that. So yeah. <laughs> so hopefully we're coming through loud and clear. We've got our dulcet tones on these microphones. Indeed. I feel, I feel like I should be uh, singing along, but... Uh, but anyway, you're not here to hear us sing. That would be absolutely ridiculous. That's a spin-off podcast. Exactly. We'll, we'll save that for the, uh, the the Pop Idol podcast. We need to do a marching on together album when we get promoted. Indeed. When? when? Interesting you say that. Yeah. <laughs> My mood is much better than it was seven days ago. Exactly. Um, and, I mean, we'd better kick off with Sunday. The elephant in the room. Yeah, yeah. We're not going to get away without talking about the Aston Villa game and all the many subplots that uh, <sighs> split it off. Um, after the uh, the seventy second minute, when mm. uh, I, I don't know, is it the most infamous goal of Leeds United season? Uh, I'd say without a doubt. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah, I mean, I, even up until that get until that, um, God, the microphones really put me off my train of thought. It's right <laughs> up my nose. Um, even before that incident, it felt like um, I mean, we hadn't had any goals, but it did feel like it was a good game. Generally, it was a good football contest. Um, but uh, but you know, if Stuart Atwell was just at the absolute heart of everything and I, and I felt we were going to have a lot to talk about even without that incident and then of course all hell literally broke loose. It did, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. He, I mean, he had a shocking first half, I thought. It um, was terrible. I mean, anybody that watches our Facebook lives will know we talked about this at length on um, on Sunday evening but um, referees regularly are you know pulled upon by, by pundits, managers, players. Um, I, as a watcher of football, that quite rarely sort of go off on one I, mean, I can acknowledge when a referee's had a bad game but rarely have I had the conviction that I had on Sunday when I looked at him and thought wow this is a truly dreadful refereeing performance it was awful for both teams yeah yeah it was he was um it looked like he wanted to be the star of the show oh. um so Jack many, Grealish is his nephew Jack, Jack Grealish that's what it's all about you know we um by now you, you've all seen you, you either watch the game live on Sky Sports you were there you, you've seen the clips doing the rounds on, on social media of of Grealish throwing himself to the floor but um but yeah, the, the big talking point was uh, was of course the uh, the opening goal, which was... didn't involve Grealish, ironically. Yeah, yeah, it didn't involve Grealish, um, and I suppose that well was at the heart of it because he didn't blow his whistle. He did. <laughs> um, I, sp- I mean, I suppose most people I now know what we're talking about, but in summary, um, Jonathan Codger goes to foul Liam Cooper. That's that's been a bit overlooked. Injures himself in the process. Himself, yeah. So Codger goes down in the centre circle. So you know we're, we're talking right in the middle of the pitch here. Um, no real territory for either side. Um, and Tyler Roberts comes away with the ball, um, running sort of towards the dugouts, um, and certainly slows down. Clearly, the, the Villa players immediately mm. beckon for the ball to go out of play. That's what they want. Leeds, as we know now, are under no obligation whatsoever to put that ball into into touch. Every footballing person, former referees, have said it. The laws of the game state: play to the whistle. Stuart Outwell will blow if it's a head injury, and if it's not, it's up to the player's discretion. So Tyler Roberts clearly slows down I think we have to say that's probably the only blot on his I think so. mark book yeah. is that he did slow down he thought about playing the ball out up, Villa players he? were convinced he was going to and their, their mistake 
and was the gravest mistake <laughs> was they totally switched off. Yeah. Roberts then slips in rather half-heartedly Klitsch sort of half thinking yeah I'm just going to play on yeah just sort of nudged it forward didn't he yeah down, and then, the and then Klitsch does the rest and we can only take Klitsch's um, face value but you spoke to Klitsch after and he, he gave you his account didn't he yeah he, he said you know he, he didn't realise the situation he didn't actually know did he he didn't know the player was down he didn't know the Villa players were stopping and when you watch it back you know the, the second Klitsch gets the ball he, he is off you know there's yeah, no he's, hesitation he's not hesitating his side, yeah. you know whereas there was that hesitation from Roberts he's off and he's away and he, he cuts inside uh, lovely finish really good finish wasn't it he's not scored for a while <laughs> really lovely finish <laughs> that was the ninth, ninth goal of the season and, and yeah sort of strokes it in the uh, in at the far post um, and then yeah oh, the, and then it does just go off doesn't the, it the instant that goes Hurahan in Hurahan is just all over him yeah Klitsch didn't have time to celebrate because the oh, second he turns around oh yeah yeah he has Hurahan in, in his face and um, it's, it's worth definitely mentioning as you mentioned on Sunday in the in the Facebook live that um, Hurahan himself was the player that put the ball into touch for Villa in front of the Villa fans when Adam Forshaw yeah, was, down. was down now I know the counter argument to that is from, from I know some Leeds fans have pointed out was Villa put the ball out of play when they were hemmed in to a corner with nowhere really to go. That's up for, that, that's up for debate. That's conjecture. The, the facts are Hurahan put the ball out when he didn't need to and that is why he was so incensed. I think generally Conor Hurahan is, is generally considered a pretty decent bloke. He doesn't come across as a uh, a stifler of play or uh, a master of the dark arts and um, but he was absolutely furious I mean I thought he was yeah. going to swing for, for Klitsch I, I, he was that angry gr- grabbed him with both hands yeah perhaps he was fortunate to get away with just the yellow oh, well, card it remains, um, I mean I suppose yeah. the rules of the, the FA are that he, he can't now be punished for that because the referee, the referee dealt has, has dealt mm, with it. Yeah. Um, and of course, that then brings in Mr. Bamford, yeah, who, this is, who was the man who actually was all over Huran. He was, yeah. Well, he, I mean, he sort of clotheslined Huran, didn't he? he I um, mean, yeah. I mean, when, when all this goes off in the press box, we, we half want to update everybody and put it all on Twitter, but it, it, there was so much happening. And for such a prolonged period, we, we almost couldn't type until it had Cold, uh, you have to let it sort of play out and there, see there was, what's going to happen so we sort of we're mm. basically out of our seats just, just trying to take everything we can in with yeah. our own eyes as it happens and I, and I do remember seeing Bamford just I mean I, I, clearly they're on the field of play heat of battle the rushes of blood to the head all over the shop but Bamford yeah. I mean it, it's like a headlock he's, he's yeah. got he's got Huran in until he eventually puts all his weight behind him and chucks him to the floor and I suppose he will say he had to do that because he was not letting go of Klitsch I mean Huran was just not letting go yeah. so um, Bamford was then subsequently yellow so in the same way that Hurahan was dealt with I don't think Bamford can see punishment for that again but but there was then another incident involving Bamford when the, the 22 player melee ensued yeah and, and again I'm, I'm sure you, you've all seen it and it's um, it's Bamford going down uh, very easily is an understatement mm. um, yeah there's, there's the, the clip going around doing the rounds um, yeah it remains to be seen the, uh, we're recording obviously on the Tuesday afternoon aren't we mm-hmm. so by the time you listen to this we may have heard from the FA we've, we've been in contact with them today haven't we Baron yeah. um, they've said they're just waiting on the referee's report yeah. but um, what it's open to is this charge of simulation um, of deceiving the referee uh, a two-match ban has been mooted, which would obviously keep him out of the Ipswich game on Sunday and the first leg of the playoff semi-final. Um, I mean, yeah. I suppose <laughs> We're going to have to it, wait and see, really, aren't we, on that yeah, one? It's, it's, it is up for debate, I think. I mean, uh, the, 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 um, um, the commentator or the pundit that I sort of paid most attention to was, ironically, Mark Clattenburg, the, uh, the much derided referee, because, you know... 
um, fame and celebrity aside, Mark Latterberg does know the rules of English football yeah. very, very well. He knows he how the disciplinary there. system works and he laid it out quite plainly. And um, the way he saw it so black and white, it, mm. it, I mean, it doesn't sound like Bamford will surely get something. Yeah. I mean, they can't ignore it. Yeah. I mean, yeah and, it clearly, and it clearly hasn't been dealt with. It is a classic retrospective action. Uh, That's what these especially if El- I mean I think does it hinge on whether El Ghazi's card is rescinded because obviously yeah. they can't both be punished can they yeah so yeah Villa are going to appeal that straight away Dean Smith, Smith was almost laughing at how obvious yeah. that will be rescinded yeah he'd um, when we spoke to him after the game he'd already seen it back hadn't he that incident mm. um, he was struggling his whole battle after yeah yeah so they're they're convinced they'll get it overturned and then the cogs start turning then we might we might see Bamford miss two games. So let's say which, that does um, happen then, Joe. Let's um, let's look look yeah. to the future. As we say, when you're listening to this, it may well have been decided. Um, the obvious solution to me, in my mind, without really thinking about it too deeply, is is Tyler Roberts comes in off the bench. Yeah, Roberts comes in off the bench, plays in that more advanced role. Yeah. Um, the other the other option, obviously, is um, Kamar Roof, who has been injured. Of course, yeah, of um, course, yeah. The, the, we, the fingers are crossed, aren't they? For yeah, for that's Kamar. right. Uh, Bielsa said he expects him to be fit for yeah, his switch, which is a good um, sign good sign but no, obviously no sort of guarantee that he will be there you know perhaps they'll see the Ipswich game as another chance to, to rest him yeah, make sure he gets over this problem it's, it's a it's, hit problem we believe isn't it That's yeah and he was he was moving oh, I mean, moving quite well he, he was at the stadium on Sunday in his in his tracksuit he wasn't um, in any strapping um, that we could see he, he was yeah. he was walking around he wasn't you know bedridden or anything you know, so he's, he's guessing around I'd imagine it's just a, a niggle that is stopping him from getting to top speed is, is what Bielsa That's said what Bielsa said last week wasn't it um, before the Villa game so yeah, I guess the decision with the Ipswich game not having too much riding yeah, on it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's almost quite good that, that, that Sunday, oh my good, I don't know if good's the right word, but it is helpful maybe that it is a bit of a dead rubber and that if you had to get through that game without Roof and Bamford, you would take it because yeah. if you, by extension, if, if Bielsa is, is hoping or uh, expectant that Roof will be fit for Ipswich, you can almost be certain he'll be fit for the, the playoff yeah, semi-first leg, like, which there. is... Another is week. the the game mm, that is yeah. if you're going to miss Bamford, that's the game that's we need cover. Exactly, yeah. Um, but then on the, on the flip side to that, um, how important do you think it is for Bielsa to play his strongest eleven um, to build on this momentum that he got from uh, the Aston Villa win uh, draw? Rather, uh, excuse Baron there, he's, uh, he's choking on his cup of tea. I'm sure these microphones <laughs> have picked all that up, ironically. Yeah. Um, um, what, did, yeah. what was your question? Um, well, we, we saw a bit of momentum, didn't we, in that in that Villa game? We saw a much improved performance. Yeah. So how key do you think it is for Bielsa to put out the strongest <clears throat> side again? We know he doesn't like making changes. I think um, <clears throat> I think based on, on how I feel, um, I mean, we talked about this again on, um, on Sunday, but I, I came out of that game feeling much better about life. I think we've had time to accept that the top two has gone. Our brains have recalibrated yeah. and we saw enough on Sunday to think, oh, right, okay, it's fine. They can play well. Yeah. They can be anyone in the playoffs. can mix it with the big boys. Villa, are, yeah. Villa have been the best side in the championship for the last two months virtually and they were completely nullified. I mean, I would not be worried at all about playing them in Wembley now. Grealish wasn't in the game. Calvin Phillips deserved a lot of credit for that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think to, I think your, your point is right, Joe. I think clearly with, with how we felt after Sunday, I think clearly the logic then is to continue with that. The tip mm. switch, you play virtually the same 11, maybe nine or maybe the same nine or 10, depending on changes and injuries and bans and things. But keep the group going because yeah, after that you've got another um, well it looks like six days until the first um, the first leg like, mm. yeah because I think that's the uh, you know obviously the key talking point of the Villa game has been the Klitsch goal and the fallout from that but from, from a Leeds United point of view it's um, it's sort of gone under the radar a bit how improved their performance was you know the, the last game before that was Brentford mm. you know and remember how miserable everyone the felt after that was at its lowest for a it long was, time yeah it was uh, 
you know, back-to-back defeats for the only second time of the season, crashed out of the top two race. Uh, it was very much doom and gloom mm. at the end of the Easter period. Mm. Um, but they've just picked themselves up. And as you say, they're the form team Villa. Yeah. They've come in, they've given them a really good game. Um, and and we, we, we should say also, I mean, it, it comes back to this whole shots and things and efficiency, but whilst generally I was much happier, I think I think I was happy because the bar had been set so low against Wigan and Brentford. It, it yeah. was something resembling a good performance, but still... Jed Steer wasn't hugely tested. I no. mean, we, we can't say that. Mm. We cannot say that, that before before or after Klitsch scored. Yeah. They, they, I mean, there was a lot of blocks. There was, there was some good shooting positions and some good shots that may have been goal bound, but Villa got defenders in the way. I mean, I suppose you have to say, you know, maybe Jed Steer wasn't tested because Villa were defending so deeply and put mm. the blocks in, but, you know, he didn't have a lot of great saves to make, especially in the first half when it was 11 v 11. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, I mean, there are still caveats for that, uh, but, you know, it's... It's going over all ground. Bielsa knows better than any of us that the finishing has been the big issue all season. Dean Smith mentioned it post-match. You know, Dean Smith, to his credit, said, you know, he felt that, that it leads him quite hard done by, which is quite interesting from the man who uh, who created some of the headlines over Christmas with his uh, tactical fouls line and his... Exactly. The, the, the grass being too long the last season. too long when he was a uh, Brentford so boss, yeah. He, he was very magnanimous, actually, and I'm sure he would have been because he, he came away with a draw and he was looking like he was going to lose. Oh, yeah. Um, so he was <laughs> he was quite magnanimous and he, and he said, you know, Leeds have been hard done by because they have created by far and away the most goal scoring chances in the entire division all season and they've run more than anybody else and I think it's very interesting when opposition managers say that because they have got the numbers they've seen all the numbers and they they are they can empathise with other managers and other teams and the, the challenges each team faces over a 46 game season and if he is noticing how much leads are running you know, he is well aware of how much effort has gone into and the work rate has gone into exactly. actually creating a team that fit yeah that's so true. I think he did he did genuinely feel a little bit gutted for Leeds um, but you know I think a quick word for the Blades and the Canaries um, they have obviously since won promotion since our last podcast and um, I think game, we, yeah, we kind of accepted haven't we that um, over a 46 game season the, the right two teams go up and as Wilder in a rather um, <laughs> um, how, yeah. what sort of state would you describe it uh, he'd been enjoying himself, I think. On, on drinks Sunday, had been he? drunk. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. He, he quite quite kindly pointed to the fact that Leeds had lost seven or eight games since Christmas, so, whereas the Blades and Canaries had only lost two apiece. So, yeah. I mean, that's. I mean, they are the numbers, aren't they? The hard numbers that's are it. that Leeds have lost too many games. They lost too many games, uh, and you know, it all comes down to them not putting the chances away. Mm. You know, they've. Um, which, they've got which, which I was looking through the fixtures the other day, and which which losses stand out for you? I think the ones that or easy to forget about because they're not within recent memory are Stoke away I know it's Stoke but that stands yeah. out as a team you need to be beating I think so yeah QPR yeah. obviously QPR that's the, that's the one huge of the big, one big games. QPR yeah. away was a huge loss that's right um, Wigan obviously, uh, Wigan obviously of course in more recent memory I mean, that's, that's um, like the straw that broke the camel's back it was obviously Hull and Forest after the Blackburn games and I'm not too sure I mean those are two top top half sides so I'm, yeah. I'm less and Hull came I'm, after, I'm more forgiving about those Hull came after seven wins in a row yeah. so you know it's not too bad of course, that that uh, run. You had, you had the West Brom game before, which you know, in terms of sort of demoralising defeat, the four-one defeat to yeah. West Brom back in November. Um, that that was quite a damaging one. Mm. But yeah, I, I, the QPR, the two Birmingham games, two Birmingham games. Yeah, they really stand out. But I think it's losing to those teams. You know, QPR only had one win in however many games. Yeah, QPR it was, and 15, Wigan, wasn't it? And, and Wigan were huge losses. You know, down there, it, it's those ones. Imagine having those six points now. Exactly. Yeah, and all, all it would have taken was a couple of those chances. You know that they yeah. created. Yeah. Um, to go through but I think that's the difference Sheffield United and Norwich mm. you know um, Bielsa's got a line he wheels out doesn't he he goes to the top yeah. sides needs three chances to score a goal yeah. winning seven, seven or eight fifteen yeah <laughs> thirty odd sometimes yeah. in some games so um, so yeah you, I mean you know as, as gutting as it was to 
you know, over Easter to see the, the top two hopes disappear and, and to watch Sheffield United and Norwich celebrate uh, at the weekend. Just got to get on with it now. It's it is yeah. what it is. As you say, the table doesn't lie. Um, well, after Sunday's game, there was the uh, the end of year awards. So quite rightly, it's, right. it's, it's quite nice when they actually save awards for the end of the season. We have we have only got <laughs> one regular game to go now. So That's the last um, home game of the year, wasn't it? It That's does feel as if the, the awards are quite accurate in terms of who they go to on a, on a season long performance. And yeah. um, there was no real surprise, was there? There wasn't, but what I did enjoy was, given the timing of the awards, um, the first award of the night they gave oh, that yeah. afternoon was uh, went to a certain uh, Mateus Klitsch for uh, for goal of the season. Uh, not the one he'd scored sort of oh, four or five hours earlier. I've not seen it back, but I do wonder if, uh, if Tim Thornton or Natalie Sawyer actually dropped in any quips about uh, You'd have to, wouldn't you? the yeah. new goal of the season on the day of the awards. Yeah, you can just imagine the, the Villa fans looking at the Leeds United that, Twitter account. That, that uh, sheepish Klitsch grin on his yeah, face. And he, and he was sheepish when we spoke to him. Um, but yeah, he won that for the, it was the Sheffield Wednesday goal, the goal at Hillsborough which was uh, hard to argue with yeah it's been a few goal. belters isn't there absolutely but that yeah. was lovely yeah that was yeah caressed um, rather than belted exactly yeah but there was um, you know cracking shortlist when you watch those back they're, yeah. on, they're on the Leeds United social channels so have a look there um, but yeah once that was dished out um, the big winner of the night which isn't really much of a surprise was uh, was King Pablo wasn't it the Spanish was, wizard yeah um, second year in a row he's done the double isn't it player's player and the player of the year award is that unusual? Did you, I told you, did you do a piece on yeah. Exalted Company? So the only player to do it two years in a row, Jermaine Beckford. Oh yeah, that's, that's, that's a, up there. That's, that's the League One days. folklore. When, you know, that there wasn't too much quality in the squad. Sorry, <laughs> sorry if you won, but it was Is that League Sean Gregan? Was that, was that the Sean yeah, Gregan's era? Gregan's a bit earlier than that. Earlier he than was, that. He was, um, yeah, 2006. Chuck some names out there, come on. Uh, we had Becchio. League One, there. no, League One Dross we're talking. Oh, League One Dross, right. Um, Beckford was a shining light, but what really reminded you this was a League One team? Um, let's have a think. I can just. I want some names under the I'm bus. I'm going back to that, that Hereford game. It was terrible. I mean, you had, you had Richard Naylor there, captaining the side, but he was a decent I, I heard Naylor scored some quite important goals yeah, at one or two points. He didn't. He, he, he was good at the back, but... Um, yeah, there was there limited was, player. There was some some bleak bleak times there. I'd rather not think about that. Now. We're, we're talking about awards, Barry. We're talking about the celebration of King the Pablo, best, the best season for the last fifteen years. Do you, do you, do you, I mean, there was an interesting thing we had in the press back a few times. Is um, is the, is the, the Pablo complex in that he's he's uh, pound for pound the best footballer anyway. So is he, is, yeah. he, is he just doing what he's supposed to do? I mean, there was an argument for for Calvin or Liam, given they were obviously in the yeah. Liam was in the EFL team of the year across all three right, divisions, yeah. Yeah. whereas um, Calvin was in the, the division team of the year. Was do you, do you think Pablo was was the right man to get it? I mean, he shouldn't be punished for simply being a great footballer anyway, should he? Yeah, I mean, I think he's contributed just as much as yeah. anyone, hasn't he? He's, in terms of impact, he has the done the, the most, assist. hasn't he? Yeah, you know, if, if you're going to be a purist, you know, you, you might look at how Calvin Phillips makes the team tick you know yes, when he is yeah. playing well but um, I think it's hard, it's hard to grumble with, with Pablo yeah. isn't it um, mm. there was one contentious yeah. decision on the night that I think I mean yeah. when we were talking about young player of the year we were very much oh it's got to be Tyler isn't it yeah just based on simply minutes played basically minutes played, consistency the of, the across the season yeah yeah um, Jack Clark obviously won um, yeah. I mean he's he had the impact didn't he he was like he, he crashed onto the scene you know burning bright um, had a really good spell uh, Christmas, you know, January. Christmas time January was was a real impact sub, wasn't he mm. the, the amount of games where he'd come on at half time get a team going yeah. you know you, you look at the Aston Villa game um, goal at Forest before Christmas when he uh, when he scored there that was like one of his sort of coming of age uh, games the Derby game as well you had Gary Lineker tweeting praise the about Derby him. game was unreal I mean, yeah, that, that yeah. was I mean that was welcome to the world of football I mean that was yeah. Friday night Sky Sports yeah. everybody watching them everybody after Spygate wow yeah. Who is this teenager that Leeds United have got? Exactly, yeah. Um, I mean, he, has, he hasn't contributed too much in the last few weeks, has he? No. I know 
he's not really got going since he's had that absence after the uh, the Middlesbrough game. And I, I mean, I, I think when I when I say I thought Tyler should win it, I'm, that's not me sort of thinking about how poor Jack's been over the last three or four weeks. That is, I mean, Tyler's played in excess of 20, 25 games. Yeah, it's a body of work this season. I think I think Tyler Roberts, you know, he's, he's filled in at different positions as well. He's, it feels like Clark going off the back of the Derby game and maybe a couple of cameos. Yeah. Probably, just feels a bit know, harsh on Tyler. Uh, you know, and Clark's more of a local lad as well. Perhaps that mm. came into it. And what, was that voted for by the fans? No, I think the fans one was the, the player of the year award. The, that was the, the only fans went. vote. Yeah, so that yeah. was, was that from his fellow Possibly. peers I could or be, I could be wrong maybe there, top brass at the club? Yeah, I mean, you know, he, he has had a good season, Clark, hasn't he? Mm. But but if you're splitting hairs... Certainly would have won the Breakthrough Award. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That. Yeah, yeah. But, um, We're talking of Jack yeah. Clark and, and young footballers. Go on. <laughs> I thought you were going to... I thought I was giving you... I was setting you up there. Under-23s. The under-23s, yes. Monday evening, Joe. I was there you last were there, night. I wasn't. Yeah, that's This is right. your bit. <laughs> it was your day off, Baron. Yeah, this is your uh, bit. A well-earned day off, yeah. So, um, yeah, I was down at Ellen Road last night. We had the, um, the PDL... Northern, no, uh, national playoff semi-final. Semi-final, yeah. Uh, it's quite hard to get your head around all these uh, all these letters oh, and phrasing. So yeah, it was it was a one-off game against Coventry City, who had come second in the Southern League. Um, and yeah, it was, it was an interesting old game that had a lot of similarities to what we see when we watch the first team. Unfortunately, oh, God. the first half um, leads absolutely blew Coventry away. They were out of the blocks, really. Like Usain Bolt, they were. They were well, he's actually at, at traditionally he's quite slow out of the blocks, yeah, isn't he? Is. Yeah. Ignore that. <laughs> out, of, out of blocks like Justin Gatlin. Yeah, yeah. Before when, before drugs. Yeah, that's well. Yeah, went on the B of bang. Let's yeah, we say yeah. <laughs> if we're going to keep up the athletics yeah. talk. Uh, yeah, scored a goal they in the fourth minute. They're at it. Robbie Gotts. Um, slam the ball home after four minutes. Well, Goss doesn't do anything other than slam balls. No, exactly. He slams. He slams balls and he covers yeah. every blade of grass on the pitch, yeah. which is what he did in this first half. Really nice play. They they should have been three, four, five goals up at, at the interval. Do you think the long-term dream is, is Robbie Gotts and Jamie Shackleton just controlling a Premier League midfield? It'd be beautiful, that. Yeah, oh. these two sort of pocket Terriers. just harrying going, under, yeah. going between players legs because they're that small exactly just, yeah. just um, scurrying around fantastic. spraying fantastic passes around oh, oh. Yeah. we can dream can't we captain's arm on one of them <laughs> that's it yeah Mil- Milner on the sideline as the manager that's, yeah a player assistant coach Jack yeah. Clark playing attacking left <laughs> stop me when you've heard this one before yeah welcome to Leeds United in 2023 yeah <laughs> <laughs> but yeah um, yeah it was um they did everything but score three or four goals in the first half. So they went in one one nil up, um, and you're like, right, let's let's kill this one off. But mm. bit bit flat second half, um, and they let country equalise. Um, I've seen Leeds twenty threes a few times this year, and they, it is very much a game of two halves. Yeah, normally they start it. slow and normally they come start, good in yeah, the second yeah, half. Yeah, that's normally what they do. Um, it might be a bit of a disservice to say it's rare they they put together a ninety minute performance, but um, they are yeah. they are partial to. Um, I mean, they probably put ninety minutes together, but that's only because it went to extra time. Yeah, <laughs> so they're these, extra time these was good. Then they were back at it. Yeah, so it's a bit going because they they'd got their noses out ahead again. Um, Ryan Edmondson came off the bench, scored his nineteenth of the season. Mm. He's had a cracking year. Mm. He replaced Izzy Brown. Now, surprisingly, Izzy Brown was um, playing up front as the sole striker the number nine role uh, not something we've really seen him do this year you've got my um, attention yeah a few sort of conspiracy theories we had in the press box about why this might have happened if there is a ban hanging over Patrick Bamford's head uh, is Bielsa looking at his options you know as cover in, in the striking position you know obviously we've he'd got, be a fool not to we've got Roof and Tyler Roberts there but if they're needed you know in these other roles perhaps you know he does need another body there um, so yeah so Brown, Brown started as the number nine um Again, it, it didn't really come off for him. He was um, he was trying to get involved, but mm. his work rate wasn't up there with what we'll see what we're seeing from the strikers in the first team. What Bamford yeah. and Roof have brought to that role um, kept shooting the ball over. 
he was involved with the first goal. He, he, he flicked it on, um, fair pace from then. But um, just before the hour mark, he took a knock on his ankle. He wandered around for a while, touching his ankle, looked at the bench, hopefully. And after about five minutes... Thinking about Stamford Bridge. Yeah. After about five minutes, he was off and Edmondson came on. Edmondson hit the bar on the post in about a minute. Get in and there, then he, get uh, in there, Ryan. And then he scored, he got That's his goal. Um, so yeah, it looks like 2-1 uh, with five minutes left. Edmondson scored, like, happy days, Job here we done. go. Job get, done. Get your copy written. Um, they even made, like, a sub to... Um, Waste time. Waste a bit of time. Um, Tuzmenikov came on, that came must, on rather. That must have smarted. Um, and then within seconds of him coming on... Uh, a deflected shot from uh, Burroughs of Coventry um, goes past Bailey pick up Farrell no chance with it was at it all. against the run of play then they, they were throwing everything Coventry forward there. there yeah there was um, you know you know it is well, no, cup tie the goalie was coming up and all that and and yeah they got it and just as we were we thought we'd be going home soon nope another 30 <laughs> minutes um, got on the phone to the start, wife starting to get a bit cold at Ellen Road at that time <laughs> and yeah extra time um, quite there were some tired players out there it's the end of a long season for the 23s yeah. Um, Coventry players especially were, were cramping up all over, all over the um, injury time uh, extra time uh, eventually it did come though um, Kun Tuzmenikov Temenuskov Temenuskov come on Joe come on <laughs> uh, he's an easy one to type Kun when you're live blogging that's, uh, that's, that's a little tip if you're going to be live blogging um, he pops up with five minutes to go. Um, really good goal. He, um, I've seen the video, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure you've all seen it on there. He, he takes Just a couple of touches. Slams the back of the net, doesn't it? An absolute arrow um, mm. past the goalkeeper. Um, yeah. There's a lot of fans there. Yeah, they're, they're in the West End, so there was a couple of sort of blocks open. Good turn um, out. Yeah, it was. And they, they responded in extra time. They, yeah. they made a fair bit of noise for the, uh, for the players. And yeah, certainly I, th- I think they played their part. Um, and that's really good because that sets up a final now. We don't know who it's against at the time of recording. Ipswich Town and Birmingham play tonight and Leeds have the winner of that at home. So you would assume they'll be at Ellen Road again. We don't know why it's at home yet, do we? We need to work that out. Convoluted rules to it do really with this competition because they're all one-legged one playoffs. So, um, But we, we'll take it. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't fancy going to Ipswich again. No, well, we were saying this. If it is next Monday night, which is the rumour... Um, is that another segue? Have we just segued into the next part of the podcast? We probably have, yeah. Excellently. Yeah. We're talking so, Suffolk now. Yeah, exactly. So if it was to be in Ipswich, we'd probably just stay over because and that's why, where we're going to be next Sunday, isn't on it? On Sunday, Joe, absolutely, yeah. I, so, I remember uh, when we were recording this podcast earlier in the season, we, we talked about the promotion party at Ipswich. Don't, um, don't. I don't think realistically we thought oh. it would be that close, did we, <laughs> to being a promotion party. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's going to be an interesting one. Um a couple of weeks ago, Leeds fans were doing anything they could to get tickets, weren't they? 4,000 allocation, which I seem sold out. <laughs> just, just, I can just imagine Gumtree just being full yeah. of, 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 of hotel rooms in Ipswich exactly, yeah. for a Saturday night stay we're, and a Sunday night stay yeah, for some people. Yeah, because we're staying over and we struggled to get a hotel. This was weeks ago we booked we, it. We'd probably get um, next to Porton Road now if yeah, we tried. Yeah, I'd have thought so. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll be there for the last home game, number four, sorry, the last game of the championship Away season. Last away game, game number 46 of uh, what's been a, a bonkers campaign. Um, we, I mean, we, t- we touched on it earlier, didn't we? Uh, not expecting huge changes from Bielsa's. No. Bielsa, he's not going to play the kids, is he? Um, I don't think so. He's especially a... if they've got another 23s final the next night. Oh, that's a good point, actually. Yeah. That's a really good point. Um, he's a creature yeah. of habit, isn't he? Yeah, maybe we'll see a player or two on the bench, like we saw Mateus Bogus um, come in on Sunday on the bench. Um but yeah, I, I mean, what were we expecting? A dead rubber? I don't know, yeah. I mean, I think we went into the Villa game feeling it was a bit of a dead rubber, but because it was Villa, because it yeah. was they had good form, because they're a possible playoff opponent, there was just a little bit more narrative to hang it on. Yeah, early this very much is, this yeah. is just Ipswich saying goodbye to the second tier. I mean, exactly. there is, I mean, as I've, as I've mentioned earlier, I think all we can gain from this is that we um, thrash Ipswich 
yeah as as well, as we're supposed to as yeah. they will relegate the Stop worst team in the division um, and that's the best possible outcome we come away from that with um, a brace for Roof a brace for Bamford <laughs> after he has his ban overturned um, <laughs> maybe it. a late injury time goal for Pablo maybe get Bogush on for his first ever goal yeah, nice little 6-0 win one. Yeah, um, um, get the lads back to West Yorkshire and, and rest up for for Mr Lampard yeah I mean they, they do theoretically need a point to seal third place oh Joe don't do it to me uh, don't even West Brom are three, please, be, three behind with a better goal can difference. we not just say right now we're finishing third <laughs> please tell me that I would be I mean I watched Sheffield there United there is no Ipswich way they're beating us on Sunday Ipswich we're, we're not very good <laughs> I'm being charitable when <laughs> yeah. I say that <laughs> I mean is, is, that, is that a quick debate we can have do you reckon Bielsa would have conceded the goal if, if automatic promotion had hung on that if Ipswich had beaten the Blades I think he would have yeah I think, I think he would have as well I I think that's but how I think there would have been yeah. riots, yeah. absolute riots, if we chucked away the Premier League for sportsmanship. Yeah, yeah. Um, Norman would, Hunter would, be would have been on the pitch. He would have. Yeah, yeah. We, we see we see Norman Hunter um, every home game. He he wanders past us that on his way to the gantry. Yeah, yeah. Normally normally lets us know <laughs> with a few choice words what he makes of the match, doesn't he? Um, not a Stuart Atwell fan. I think we can safely no. say uh, this week. But anyway, I digress. Yeah. We're going into Ipswich. Um, there's, there's very little to gain. A lot, a lot to be lost in the yeah. way of injuries. Yeah. As we know, this Leeds team does like an injury. Yeah, that's right. Um, I thought that was interesting, maybe a bit telling with the 23s last night. Like, there was no sort of first teamers play in terms of if apart established Bailey, senior. Yeah. yeah, apart from Bailey. Um, you know, perhaps Bielsa is now thinking, right, this this is the time when. Yeah. The cotton wool is out. We, yeah, the cotton wool, because. Um, yeah, Ipswich, and then fingers crossed, three games to uh, to get the job over the line, isn't it? Yeah. So playoffs are now confirmed. Um, obviously, we've we've pretty much predicted that since um, since Wigan, um, certainly after Brentford, and it was it was mathematically guaranteed with that draw against Aston Villa. Part of me would have loved to beat Villa just just so that Wilder and that couldn't have quite hit the hit the bevies as hard as they did. Yeah, because because they they, they 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 enjoyed it. Last night it was their play of the do, oh, play of the, the year do, and oh, uh, I think they've still been on it. And they're going for the title. <laughs> they are, yeah. To be fair, that might do them some good actually, just letting their hair down and just thinking, right, there's yeah, just nothing to lose now. Yeah. We're already up. Let's yeah. just go for it. Yeah. So uh, your playoffs are confirmed now, um, and as I've said to Joe, it it's not guaranteed, but it looks very, very, very. It yeah. look, it, it looks as likely as us finishing third as it did the Blades winning automatic promotion. That's the sort so. of swing we're looking yeah. at. Yeah. So let's say um, we are going to finish third. Um, so we're going to be playing whoever finishes sixth. We're looking at sixth place. And given their recent positive form, especially after beating Bristol City at the weekend, Derby County looked the odds on favourites for that. Mm-hmm. However, mm-hmm. Uh, again, depending on when you listen to this, Derby and Bristol have games in hand um, midweek. That's right. So heading into Sunday, it may well be done and dusted or it may well be wide open with, with Middlesbrough having a car to play. Yeah, that's right. They're currently um, level on points with Derby. And they've got Rotherham. more with a worse goal difference. And as much as I love Paul Warren and I'd love Rotherham to do him a favour and fight till the end, yeah. you would think Borough should get a win there. They should do. They should, um, but this is the championship. It is, absolutely. And Bristol City will know that going to Millwall yeah. tonight, Tuesday evening. Yeah. Uh, again, not mathematically certain, but if they get anything other than a win... Bristol City are pretty much out of the running, yeah. aren't they? Given the swing they need on the final day, so That's it, yeah, it's a three. It is a three-horse race, basically for sixth and Derby yeah. look most likely. I think it's Derby, Borough, Bristol City in, in terms order. of likelihood. Um, yeah, so if it's Derby again, that's going to be a match oozing in narrative. Oh, it's just, I mean, it There's is just so many paper, so humorous, paper isn't inches. it? Began the season with Derby away on the second game of the season. Yeah. Had the glory of English football line from Bielsa. Yeah. A lot of back, back, back. <laughs> Bats packing, back 
patting. That's it. A lot of, lot of mutual love. Yeah. A lot of, oh yeah, we've got a former England international in the championship. This is great. It's Frank's yeah. first job. He loves Leeds. Leeds love him. Yeah. Oh, sorry, Bielsa loves him. I know Leeds fans aren't a huge fan, given the, yeah. the things they chanted at Pride Park. I think you can safely say that. Um, and then of course... <laughs> On the eve of, uh, of playing one another on January 11th, Spygate blows up. We won't waste too much time. We, we all know what Spygate yeah, entails and what it means and the, the narrative behind that. But of course, comments exchanged either way. <laughs> Frank Lampard very much going the opposite way in his judgment on Bielsa. Um, and the season's played out and here we are again. A date with destiny. And, and, as, and as, I mean, it sums up the playoffs and the pain of it is that, that Derby in sixth place have the opportunity to deprive third place Leeds United <laughs> of the Premier League. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the playoffs, isn't it? It's just nutshell. awful, isn't um, it? After battering them twice. But like you say, they've battered them twice. I mean, they, they've so got... If I could have hand-picked a top-half opponent, it probably would have been them. Yeah, and we've... Um, Such a good record. Been looking today at the records that all the um, all the playoff contenders have against each other um, for a piece that's going to go up on the website probably tomorrow. And um, Derby's record against the, uh, the sort of the other five or six teams who are there contending for the playoffs is pretty bad. I think they've really? only won one game. Yeah, so... Uh, you know, happy coincidence, perhaps that two of Leeds' best performances of the season came. They really were. Away they really were. They put them in the top five. Yeah. So I don't, and especially after looking at how Leeds played against Villa at the weekend, Leeds should go into that with and a lot of confidence. Psychologically, that's got to play on the Derby players' minds. Yeah, you'd thought they so. must know they've, yeah. they've been, you know, had their backsides handed to them across 180 minutes already this season. And they know exactly how much Mar- uh, Marcelo Bielsa knows <laughs> about their team. We all we, do. We do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We know exactly what Andre Wisdom does at right back. We have, we have sat there and we have we seen know the, where Mason the plays. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but don't forget Frank Lampard does analysis too, as he famously Of course said. he does, with his laptop. <laughs> exactly. Um, Middlesbrough and, and Bristol City, um, each of those, of course, have, have provided slightly more difficult games. Middlesbrough, I really wouldn't... I, I mean... I would say Middlesbrough have got a better chance than Bristol City, but I really would not be too happy yeah. at Middlesbrough um, just because everyone, of how negative those two games were. Everyone worries about a 1-0 aggregate loss to Middlesbrough, oh, don't they? Just it's, just, it's what Pulis dreams yeah, about. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that that would be tough. It would be, it'd be two gritty, really gritty, hard-fought really games, gritty. wouldn't it? Daniel really Ayala. Traditional oh, football. Just yeah. Daniel Ayala. Yeah. Aidan Flint. <laughs> Yeah, we've seen enough. Darren of that. Randolph being the yeah. best goalkeeper in the league. <laughs> yeah, just uh, completely bringing his A game. Yeah, and then Bristol City. I wouldn't um, mind too much. Yeah, I mean it was, it was a difficult game, Ashton Gate, but we we did win. That's another sneaky. We've beaten sort them twice, of haven't we? Low level feud between Leeds United and Bristol City. This yeah, year. Lee Johnson. Just yeah. bizarre post match comments. Really got under his That's skin it, that yeah. day. And Didn't like that at it. all. And, yeah. and of course, you had the uh, the Leeds fan who wasn't let in with it, with his child. Of course, yeah, yeah. That blew up, and Andrea was all over that, wasn't he? Andrea weighed in, so. Uh, and given the matches they've had the last couple of years as well, there's, it's, you know, it's, it's sort of a low-level feud. Steve Lanzan, of course, the most vocal in terms of asking for exactly. a price deduction. Yeah, yeah. Unlucky Steve. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Enjoy your tax exiling. Yeah. Um, Enjoy 7th and 8th. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it would be upset quite a lot of Leeds fans if Lee Johnson's oh, prophecy, should I say, of, yeah. uh, of when Leeds beat them at Ashton Gate. Looking forward that to playing play in the playoffs. playoffs. If that came true. But oh, they are very much on the outside looking in at the moment. Yeah. So, uh, Derby really did yeah. sort them out last weekend. Yeah. So, um, yeah, in, in terms of who you want Leeds to face, based on, on past evidence, it's yeah. Derby, isn't it really? Yeah. And, they, and, and look, thankfully they're the most, they are the big favourites. The big favourites to go. So, yeah. Uh, I mean, we don't have to talk about the playoff final too much, tempting fate, yeah. but I mean, they'll be tough games, won't they? Whoever yeah. we play out of West Brom and Villa, because that, that, I mean, that semi-final is pretty much nailed on. Yeah, yeah. Um, so emotions then, I mean, 
I mean, I don't know how you felt, but I know I felt after after the Wigan and especially after Brentford. I mean, I mean, we were all down in the dumps, but I was also just feeling like, wow, mm. we're just going to go into the playoffs and just just blow up in a cloud of smoke. <laughs> but as I was alluding to earlier about the Villa game, I do feel a bit better now. My brain is recalibrated, yeah, and the players have reminded us that they can play well. Yeah, well, Bielsa said before the was it before the Villa game, I think, in his press conference, he. Yeah, someone said, oh, how, are you, how are you going to sort of fix fix your game? Whatever? Mm. And he's like, no, 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 we don't need to do that at no. all. It's, 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 nothing's, nothing's broken here, you know. And yeah, we saw the sort We're of scoring one goal from 30 chances. What yeah. more do you want? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's fine. But yeah, you know, they're, they're going to create chances. We just need, um, it's the story of the season. We, they just need to put them away. And I think if if they have their scoring boots on them for the playoffs, they, they should be the, the favourites to mm. go up, really. Um just forget about the history of Leeds United players. You've got some horrible emotions and memories, haven't you? Yeah, absolutely. All fans do. Yeah, I mean, Leeds were in the first ever uh, Division 2, as it was then, playoffs in 1987. So you know, they set the precedent there. <laughs> That's bonkers story how that they, those playoffs panned out. People not knowing about away goals and whether they counted and all that. And and yeah, ultim- ultimately ended in failure. Then we've got 2006 at Cardiff against Watford. Just a horrible performance that yeah. Leeds put in that yeah. day. It's, just um, not turn up at all. Just you'll mention that to any Leeds fan, they'll just, have a glazed look over their eyes and mm-hmm. and just won't want to talk about it. And Doncaster Rovers in League One at Wembley. Oh, and anyway, there's there's some you know, Doncaster dragons Rovers in any sort of final is just is as it always. Yeah, isn't it? yeah. But um, you know, this Leeds team we've seen is nothing like what we've seen. If you were guaranteed, if you guarantee promotion in August, playoffs is the way you'd want to do it, isn't it? If you guarantee promotion, I mean, yeah, the emotions if, of the day, yeah. everyone being at Wembley together, painting if, London white. Exactly. If you can look back at the end of. A successful playoff campaign. Oh. oh man, it's you know one for the. Uh, if you could take a, a nice tell the grandkids, isn't it? Three 0 penalty shootout win. <laughs> that would do it, wouldn't it? For the for the drama and the ecstasy. Yeah, I mean, uh, we'll need to take the uh, the blood pressure medication. God, I'm sweating, I'd be case. sweating so much. Yeah, God. I mean, <laughs> Wembley itself is nervous enough, but let alone going to yeah. time a penalty. Yeah. Penalty. I mean, can you just? Imagine that first penalty when Pablo strolling up with the ball under his arm for that first pen. I mean, just now, make, it, it makes me feel nervous yeah, now. Yeah, I immediately it's think just of the, the last penalty Pablo took when he missed oh. it. But anyway. And then Bamford rocks up and just <laughs> takes it off his deck chair. <laughs> God. Uh, stop it, Baron. Stop it. We can't get too carried away here. <laughs> oh, come on. We've got to win promotion, haven't we? Yeah, let's hope so. I mean, we yeah, we will know in a month's time, won't we? What we tell you with thirtieth of April. It just so. extends it extends the pain so long, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, yeah, we could absolutely. have we could have already been celebrating automatics and just just kicking back now. But yeah, like Chris Wilder. We've now got a month. Don't. We've now got a month <laughs> of just talking about it. I mean, the playoffs are bad enough, but it's in, it's so extended. You know, I mean, yeah. to be fair, the, the semis come quite soon after Ipswich, but. You've then got another if two weeks. If you get weeks. through the semis, it's Christ. nearly two weeks, isn't it, before the final on the bank holiday Monday. Yeah. And that's that would be torture, I think, without, you know, getting too ahead of ourselves. But, but hey, it gives a chance to uh, for players to rest up and everything. We've just been joking, haven't we, that Pablo will go to Vegas and put his feet up. Let's get the players rested and recuperated. But we know Marcel is just going to flog them on the training pitch. You'd thought so, yeah. There'll be murder ball everywhere, won't there? God, yes. So much murder ball. <laughs> we can get three murder ball sessions in this week if we, uh, if we haven't got a game for 13 days. Yeah. Right. I think uh, we better call it a day there. Do you feel better now? Yeah, yeah. A little group therapy session. Hope you do it at home. Um, dare to dream like we have. Again, um, apologies whenever you read this, if a lot of what we've said is out of date. I think we've covered all bases and eventualities. I think so, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, most of this should be relevant until um The main things to be decided weekend. before Ipswich are obviously going to be playoff contenders and Bamford. Yeah. They're, 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 they're the big things that we might be wrong about. They're the two things about. we're watching this week, mm. yeah. Um, 
I don't think there's any any other injuries which are going to be sort of Dallas up is, way. Dallas was was considered injured after the uh, Villa game, and um, we'll wait and see. We're going to see Bielsa on Friday, so um, yeah, likely to be Friday. I don't know about Berardi playing left back. Yeah, wasn't impressed in the twenty threes on Monday. Wasn't hugely impressed on Sunday with the first team. But yeah, he doesn't. But he's out of options because yeah, even Leif Davis is injured. Yeah, even Leif Davis, Alioski. You're not going to chuck Clark Odewar in. Well, he went off injured last night, actually. Did he? Yeah. Well, there you go. I've, I've he brought was, this uh, to a nice little bit of uh, indeed, yeah, conclusion. He was, he was hurt in, um, in extra time. Didn't look too serious. But yeah, he, he was right. the, the final sub. Uh, he came off. So yeah. Oh, just quick sign off. Did you see Saiz's goal this week? I didn't. I read Mystery about it. Mystery man actually playing seen it. for Hatafe. Yeah. It was, wasn't a bad finish, actually. But I, I'll, I, I, I'll I couldn't believe he was up. on the pitch. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Actually playing. Um, yeah, I, I tuned into a Getafe game a little bit, actually. Real Madrid, they were God, playing. that Mrs. Mewis was delighted with uh, that. ITV4, <laughs> Joe, what, is, now. What, is, what is this football on ITV4 you've put on? It's not, it's not Leeds. I think I can, she... see, I can see the word get. Is that, is that an acronym? <laughs> it's Getafe. Yeah, there's a Leeds player. It's Samuel Saiz. <laughs> I tell you what, actually, and this is no word of a lie, We, I, we, I had... I, I was in the situation I've just painted for you. I, we had Hetafe on TV. I think it was between programs, and um, uh, Size was on the touchline. Mm. And because it was obviously an English broadcast, they were focusing on on Size and the Leeds connection. Uh, yeah. I was like, oh, "Look, that's a Leeds player." That and she's like, "Is it? He's playing in Spain. He's on loan. How do loans work? Why he's, he's a Leeds player?" And I thought, oh, "We'll end it there. Let's put yeah. line of duty on." Yeah, yeah. Get back to line of duty something more uh, go on and line of duty on Sunday by the way we're going to be getting home we should make it home for line of duty yeah there's no way we're sticking around Ipswich for uh, for dead rubber day exactly yeah uh, we, when we, we was saw... it 12 12.30 12 kick off so 12.30 kick off done by 2.30 quarter past yeah done by 2.30 couple hours to uh, to broadcast to you guys on Facebook live to slash, the post-match press conference slash in the car <laughs> yeah and then uh, bang uh, four hours up the road yeah for, for the final line of duty hopefully oh, Fing- fingers crossed we should do a line of duty podcast should we yeah imagine how you feel when a live duty episode finishes and how much you've got to say and just quickly get the mics in front of us that would, I think it'd just be garbled nonsense of just yeah. trying to figure out what you've it just would. seen but um, I was about to do spoilers but there's actually quite a lot of people that probably haven't aren't up to date with this so thankfully we're not so going to we, we won't go any there. further yeah let's draw it to a close you've got to go home yes and I think I've just seen an email pop in from the FA so oh okay we better check that then yeah. um, so yeah stay tuned to leads-live.co.uk you know what shall we actually I think it might be an official statement so should we, should we, should we do some live live reading of the news that obviously isn't live anymore oh wow this is this might actually be too long oh my lord under, right, we're going to read embargo this for three minutes but by the time oh, you listen it? to this the oh, yeah we can say it can't yeah. we so Anwar Al-Ghazi will be available for Aston Villa's next three matches after a claim of wrongful dismissal was upheld by a regulatory commission the forward was sent off a of violent conduct Patrick Bamford has subsequently been charged with successful deception of a match official yeah. it is alleged the Leeds United players behaviour uh, involved committing a clear act of simulation that led to El Ghazi getting sent off. He's got until 6pm on the 1st of May to respond. In addition, yeah, both clubs have been charged with a breach of FA Rule E20. They failed to ensure their players conduct themselves in an orderly fashion. I think we knew that was coming. Um, yeah, wow. Yeah, so well, There we go then. So Bamford charged and he's got until 6 o'clock to reply, but I would imagine that's pretty much done. Yeah, so that's probably going to be a two-game Given game the embargo ban. is in two minutes, you should probably get off the air now. Yeah, cool. We better bring you this on leads-live.co.uk. By the time you listen to this, you won't care anymore because you'll yeah. know. But anyway, <laughs> you knew we brought it to you live. Yeah, <laughs> on the ball. We broke the embargo for you. Yeah, we did. We did. Don't tell the FA. 
I've just did. <laughs> right. Anyway, yes, cool. We all get going now, though. Bye. See ya. Thanks enjoy, for listening. Enjoy Sunday. Bye. Enjoy Sunday. Uh, remember to subscribe and all that jazz that people say at the end of podcasts for you to do every week. And join us on Facebook Live this week and stay tuned for all the build up. We will speak to you again uh, very shortly. Cool. Enjoy yourselves. Bye now.